Bestie. Hey guys, you got two bestie homeschooling mamas coming at you. I am Gail. And I'm Christina. And today we have a really special guest and this is Sherry. All right, guys, before we get into the meat of today, first and foremost, it's the first Wednesday in February. How y'all doing? How did January go? I know. I'm not judging. I'm telling you, I did the same thing. Messed up on some things. Some things went really well. It's only four weeks into the year. Don't count yourself out just yet. Okay. Make sure that if you had goals that you wanted to set for this year and you did not start them strong, you can still finish differently than you started. Okay. Mm -hmm. So February is a new month. Let's get on it for today. Yay. Oh man, I'm so excited. (laughs) We have... Sherry Orr here, who is a friend of ours, a newer friend yeah, to me, yeah. but a very good friend to Christina. Yeah. I know Sherry from homeschool mm-hmm. group, basically. I met her through homeschool group and the state organization that we are both a part of mm-hmm. for homeschool. I helped volunteer with her last year at the convention. She's an awesome coordinator for stuff like that. But she's also recently become somewhat of professional mentor for me because I'm hoping to go into school for counseling. Mm-hmm. Family and marriage would be my hope with trauma base. And I've gotten to chat with her a little bit about how to get my career started on that, what, where to go with school. So it's really cool getting to know her, you know, learning through homeschool and also through things that we have in common with how we want to help people yeah Yeah. and then Chris how do you know her so I have also known Sherry through homeschooling but it has been many many years now (laughs) Um, Sherry was one of the first people I remember meeting when we kind of joined our homeschool group and started this homeschooling journey and I have just always been in awe of her (laughs) and how organized you seemed and how uh, amazing you just always we're doing all the amazing cool fun things with your daughter and she has successfully graduated Uh, her daughter yes which is awesome to see that it is possible it It can be done it is Um, (laughs) and she's just a great great friend great resource to me yeah cool thank you so sherry why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself what you do why you do it those kinds of things well, I'm a psychotherapist full time now that I've my daughter's has been launched and I specialize in anxiety and helping people overcome basically damaging relationships. They've been wounded some way in a relationship and need to learn like what are the patterns that I've gotten into? How do I get, you know, undo this? How do I make healthy choices and how do I heal from the damage of this? So, two kind of two different paths there. Gotcha. Gotcha. It sounds all the things we all need There's no judgment. There's no judgment, guys, here at all. Just things we all need. And sometimes we don't realize we need it right away. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, yeah, sometimes we get into these patterns and we're like, something's not working. You know, I keep ending up in a relationship that's not, you know, has some unhealthy dynamics to it. We're like, why am I attracted to someone like that? Mm -hmm. You know, or why am I constantly having conflict with a family member? And how do I fix that? Basically make changes in that. Okay. So Sherry actually recently wrote her very first book. And I will say that I read it before it came out because Mm -hmm. I was helping out my friend. And I started reading and I went, wait, maybe she wrote this book for me. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't know that I needed this book 
but I did. And it helped me so, so very much. So we talked about this book a little bit last week. We did. In our mental health episode. It's called I Hate You and Want You Out of My Life. <laughs> yes. And Such a fun title. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It's very convicting. It is. It is. It's kind of, yeah. very convicting. It's kind yeah. of in your face. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. There's no hiding in a bush yeah. up here. No. Right? Um, let your light shine. Yeah. And so this was the book we recommended last week. If you got a chance to pick it up or grab it from Amazon, great. Um, if not, then you can do that now after we chat with the amazing author. But just wanted to make sure you had the name. And we'll put a link to her book on our show notes for you guys as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So will you take a few minutes and just kind of tell us a little bit about your book? Maybe why you wrote it or why you titled it what you titled it just so it's funny because you know I hate you and want you out of my life people might think oh this is a book about hate and it's it's not it's actually about that point where you have reached your limit with someone Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. those are the words if you haven't said them out loud they're at least in your head and you're like I'm done I can't do this anymore I've had enough so I wanted to really catch that emotion of where you're at that point where you're like I need to do something different than what I've already been doing so the book is really about overcoming some kind of relational damage and justice. And for people who feel like they've just, they're stuck in this, they're playing out what happened to them. You know, they're like waking up every day and they're like, oh, I can't believe this happened. And I've been mistreated this way and I don't know how to get out of this. And helping them, really, the first part of the book is helping them understand kind of what happened, like what are the dynamics that might be happening in the relationship. What are the traits that you might see in people that are unhealthy? Why might you be uh, stuck in the system, in the cycle of what's going on? And then the second half of the book is how do you get unstuck? What are some steps that you can do to move past it so you're not just in this place of I hate you? You know, but I don't know what to do with this now. Awesome. And I I don't know about you guys, but I can relate to being in that spot where it's like, okay, I'm just done. Mm-hmm. I, I'm done. And, yeah. and I, I feel like all of us have been in that spot before. So would you, just to clarify, this mm-hmm. is not always a relationship, right? Like this could be a friend, a parent, a... Yeah, and I wrote it trying not to be a romantic relationship because there's so many books that are based on a romantic relationship. This absolutely can apply to a romantic relationship. But we tend to all at some point somewhere in our family, there's usually someone that we have an issue with, someone where conflict comes out, and we walk away from it going, I really don't know what just happened. Maybe you feel like you're the crazy one in that situation. Maybe you feel like you're being blamed all the time by the other person. So I wanted to hit upon family relationships. And that's one of my examples in the book. I have two main examples that kind of run through the whole book. So you can kind of see each stage, how it plays out. And the other one is a friendship. Because a lot of times we don't think of friendships as being unhealthy and having someone that's toxic as a friend. And I wanted to kind of open that awareness up for people because a lot of times we'll walk into relationships and keep going and go, man, I feel horrible about myself after being with this person, you know, and not realize why. And I've had several people read the book and go, now I understand this relationship. I didn't understand before what was going on and it really opened their eyes to it. So. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, if it's okay with you, we have some questions that we kind of wanted to just dive in a little bit more about your book. Let's see. 
Let's talk a little bit about being that being stuck mm-hmm. in the hurt. How do you know if you are stuck in hurt? I think when I see people stuck is every day they're kind of replaying the events or a, a particular event over and over. They're feeling like I can't I can't bring resolution to this. I feel like there's an injustice. I I am playing out what they've said to me again and again. I wish I would have done this differently. And they're kind of on um you know thinking of the old records which I guess have coming back in popularity that's just playing again and again and again and they can't have a sense of I've released it. I can walk away from it. I'm not being triggered by it. And, you know, like some people, they wake up and that's what they're thinking of and they go to bed and that's what they're thinking of. And you're stuck if you're doing that. So what you're saying is that is not normal. We shouldn't be doing right, that. Right, right. This is why I needed her book. <laughs> I had a relationship that was that way from when I was a kid. I grew up with this person and they were very close to me. However, we never got along. Aww. I was very frustrated in my young adulthood mm-hmm. with this person. Yeah. And I finally got to have a conversation with this person when we were adults and we were able to kind of hash it out and I got to say where I was hurt and they got to acknowledge that they didn't see it that way Mm. and that it never happened that way and it's all in my head. (laughs) And I was like, okay, okay, well, I'm going to choose to love you from afar. Right. Right. We don't have to be in in each other's lives on the regular because that's not healthy for me because I would be very angry every time I talked about mm-hmm. this person um, or I would cry or I would be very emotional yeah. in general. Yeah. And it doesn't really get that way so much anymore. Good. That conversation when actually in this house at this table. So within the last six years. Okay. You know, and I'm 40 y'all. <laughs> so I carried this for a long, long yeah. time, you know, and then I'm my, you know, God rest his soul, my dad and I, we had our on and offs mm-hmm. and, you know, I didn't get to tell him all the things I wish I had been able to tell him mm. um, before he passed away. So just really more to clarify my spirit. Right. But again, forgiveness is not for the other person. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I had to just get to that place. Yeah. So I wouldn't be hurt right. anymore. Right. Yeah. I, I know that sensation. And I haven't read her book yet, but I'm going to after this. I wanted to come at it from a non yeah. reader perspective because yeah. I feel like that's probably where a lot of our listeners are coming from. But I definitely want to. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, and as you're describing the emotions that it's so raw mm-hmm. and that's another reminder that, OK, I'm, I've not been able to move on. Yeah. Like if there's that raw spot every time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it still feels like yesterday, mm. all of the abuse and things, yeah. but, but it doesn't like concern me. I don't wake up thinking about it anymore. Yeah. Cause I, I remember that. Oh, sensation. I yeah. Like thinking about it and then thinking, going to bed and thinking about it and like, should I confront this person? Should I not confront mm-hmm. this person? And even when this person lived on the other side of the country, right. you know, I'm still like, but I should be in a relationship with this person because mm-hmm. society dictates so. Mm-hmm. And I, I decided that was not the case. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I want you guys to know firsthand you can move through the hurt. Mm-hmm. You can do that. And it is, it can be very successful when you do. Yeah. And just because someone says you have to like someone else because society's titles dictate so, it, mm-hmm. it's really not true. Right. No, you really have to define what is healthy for you, what's going to be a good balance. One of the things I mentioned in the book is you might have like expectations and an agenda for how the relationship will look, mm-hmm. and they might have a different one. Right. 
and really coming to terms with what's acceptable. Yeah. yeah I mean, I had total different expectations for the conversation mm-hmm. we had and it was like, nope. And I was right. like, okay, well that's, this is not going to go how I thought yeah. this was going to go. So then you, it's kind of like that sensation and you yeah. just have to wrap yourself up and be like, okay, well, God loves me anyways. And we're just right. going to move on. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you have someone like you want to share your heart with someone and if, if they're being open and receptive, they're going to hear it and go, wow, I didn't realize I was doing that. Or I didn't realize that, you know, what I've done is hurt you in this way. Mm-hmm. Let me work at making amends to this, you know, let me apologize for that. But if instead they're like, well, no, that's you. It, it, what you're saying is not true. It's all you. It's your fault. Then, yeah, that's that's a sign right there that that's not healthy. Right. Yeah. Right. And that person may not be the person for your life right now. Right. Well, yeah, because they're not doing their part in the relationship. Right. Yeah. Keep it healthy. We talk about this a lot with friendships. We do. Um, yeah. You know that when you need that person to confide in mm-hmm. and you need someone to be that bestie who mm-hmm. you can really bounce ideas off of and know they're going to come at you from a place of love right. and not a place of condemnment and judgment. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that kind of sums it up for anybody, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yes, when you're talking deep and you're talking sensitive subjects you want that to be with not very many people you want to have a close circle with that but just in general people treating you the way you would treat them yeah you know is an important role i would assume for them to take in order to be a part of your life successfully right yeah absolutely so let's talk a little bit about once you realize that you're stuck outside of reading this book which i think (laughs) we should all do um what would you say is that most important first step. Like I've realized, okay, I am stuck in this hurt. Mm -hmm. Now what do I do? Mm -hmm. I think part of it is figuring out what's your ownership and what's the other person's ownership. Because we tend to want to take all of it on. And if we're in a really unhealthy relationship, we're probably being blamed the whole time. Told how we're wrong, you're not doing enough, or it might be an implicit thing. So really looking at realistically, what's my ownership in this? Like, what have I done? What has the other person done? And do I want to continue to stay in this cycle? Or do I want to start doing things to change it? So I'm not really attached to this person. You know, I think of the person that you said was on the other side of the country. How much time were they spending thinking about you? Absolutely none. Yeah. (laughs) And yet your whole life is, you know, during those days was thinking about them, Mm -hmm. you know, was being consumed by them. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. a lot of power to give to somebody, yeah. guys. There's mm. a lot of power yeah. to give to somebody. And I have to admit that in my younger adult years, I really struggled to find my own self, mm-hmm. you know, outside of my family and outside of who I was in high school. And I mean, I became a mom very young, but I still was very influenced by the people around me. Mm-hmm. And so I had to find not the influence, but find myself and who I wanted to right. be and then move on with relationships that way. Yeah. And I think that that might be hard for younger people because they're so influenced mm-hmm. by people, culture, Absolutely. Everything, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so back to what I was saying, I don't, I don't want people thinking, okay, I've got to take all this ownership. When I ask the question, you know, what is your ownership? It's to be realistic with it because mm-hmm. we tend to take way too much on and walk away thinking it's ours. So taking on that kind of idea of what can I shake off? I don't want to take all of this on, you know, what is it that I can shake off and leave behind? That's great. Awesome. So how will things feel different when you are feeling unstuck? Does that 
sensation go away for most people. It does. Yeah. Cause you don't, you're actually able to wake up and have something else on your mind and a purpose for the day and do something else. And then maybe something will come to your mind about them that, you know, you'll be, you'll remember the situation and remember them and you won't have this like flood of emotion that comes over you that you'll be like, Oh, that's right. That was that person that did such and such, you know, and you're able to just move on and keep going. Even if it's a close family member, you know, it's harder when it's a close family member, but you can get to a point where you get through a whole day and you don't even think of that person every day now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every day now. And, and it, mine was a close family member. So, you know, it, it is very um, difficult, you know, to not have this person in my life, but knowing that it's healthier without. Yeah. It's, it just is what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to talk about boundaries. That, Ooh, now that we've kind of talked. Me too. <laughs> Me this too. one, you all know, I struggle with this one. I struggle. Well, and you know that I want to write a book this year about boundaries specifically. Like, I would love to dig in deep on that. Mm -hmm. Only because I've really had to practice it a lot lately. (laughs) Yeah. The first one we want to kind of talk about is how do you know if your boundaries are appropriate for your current situation? That's a good question. I'm I'm just going to chime in here because we all have that. We set a boundary and the people who the boundary is... That on, mm-hmm. they don't like that boundary, right? right? So right. then they they have that pushback of, why did you set this boundary? That's not right. an okay. Right. Like they question your boundaries. So how do we know that what we are setting is appropriate? That's going to come through practice. So let me define how I see boundaries. One is, okay, so I don't know. Did you guys both grow up here in Arizona? Mm-hmm. I did. Ish. Okay, she so was pretty young. So was 11. I grew up here and we had the block wall fences, six mm-hmm. foot oh, tall, yeah. thick block wall fences. But then at some point in my adulthood, I moved back east and they don't have fences. Like people can walk in your backyard. And it was, it was a very odd concept for me because, <laughs> you know, I like my boundaries. I want my fence, you know. So if you think of boundaries as can be anywhere between that block wall to a chain link fence to, you know, no fence at all, it's really a barrier between you and the other person. Where do I end? Where do they begin? And it's setting limits. It's saying, this is what I'm willing to do, what I'm not willing to do. But it's also really defining for the other person, this is how you're allowed to treat me. Right. So we can set those limits and say, hey, it's not okay for you to talk to me that way. Or I know you want me available all the time, but here's what I can give you. It's going to change with every person. I really like the book Boundaries by Cloud and Townsend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good book. I have referenced that a couple of times. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and they talk about the boundary violators. So you're going to have a response no matter who it is if you set a boundary. Some people are good at boundaries, some people aren't, and some people want to just push through the boundary anyway. So it's kind of be like really going to be testing with each person. Like for me, this is what I'm okay with. Like let's say the holidays. I always tell people, don't wait for everybody else to tell you what to do for the holidays. Decide for yourself, like your own family, mm-hmm. what do you want to do for the holidays? Like yeah. this is what we're going to do. And then we're going to let everyone else know that. And that's that's our limit. Like that's what we've defined. And if you get upset that we're not all doing New Year's Eve at, or uh, Christmas Eve at your household, sorry. You know, I'm sorry that's disappointing for you. I'll acknowledge it's disappointing for you, but that's what we've decided to do. So then do you have the follow through and keep the boundary? Because if you don't keep the boundary, 
then they're going to learn kind of like the toddler throwing the tantrum. Well, I can just scream so long and you'll give me what I want. Oh, man. So this reminds me of I I follow this gal on TikTok. She talks about relationships between a mom and a mother-in-law with a newly born grandchild kind of situation. And the grandma expects for I wish I could remember her name right now. But the grandma expects for them to all do like the the house hopping like they do every Christmas Eve. Yeah. And she's like, well, well, no, like we told you last week, we have the newborn now and, and we will come to your house for dinner. Yeah. But then we're leaving when it's right. time for the baby to go to sleep. And and that's it. She goes, well, you're ruining it for everyone. She goes, the same people go from house to house. to ha- Why? We're going to see everybody. Right. right. Just going to be this. This is what we're doing. And yeah. I told you that already. Yeah. And this girl is very good on like talking it through on how to do it calmly because that's not usually how I roll <laughs> when people start to like push back, you know? I thought of that. Yeah. And when you said that, and I, th- I think that that's really a good idea if you know what you want to do, especially for holidays, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about mental health. We talked about how December and part of November can be very difficult on your mental health. Right. In January almost you want it to be a renewing, but then it almost feels like you're renewing everything. So it becomes kind of overwhelming. And so I thought this was a good February episode because you're like, okay, January was too much. We're going to try again in February. And I'm going to try and recover from the holidays again. Because I think a lot of people don't know how to set those boundaries. Right. Right. And so they just spin out of control and then holidays are not fun. Yeah. Well, we don't grow up with knowledge of how to do this only with what we're modeled. So if our parents Uh, don't set that model for us, we're like, well, it doesn't feel good and we don't like it, but I don't know what to do to make a change. And like one of the things I tell parents, and I think it's important for adults to hear it too, from, you know, being the adult child is there's like, there's stages of parenting. The younger years are train up a child in the way he shall go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. So that's the training. We, I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to take you places. You have no choice. This is it. This mm-hmm. is, you're, you're getting the foundation. Then we get into the coaching years and it's starting to teach them how to ask questions. Right. It's starting to teach them how to figure out the consequences that are ahead because their, their brain's not there yet, but they have to learn it. And then you get into the, you know, you launch and you become an adult. And then I call those the, the consultant years. Mm-hmm. So if you hire a consultant, you've gone out and sought them out. So as the parent of an adult child, you don't tell your kids anymore what to do, how to live, what your expectations are. You wait to be asked questions and you come to them and you say, hey, what do you want to do for the holidays? Well, And how would you handle that, though, if it was an adult child living at home? That is a challenge because I kind of have the theory, if you're not fully launched, then you kind of are in that in-between stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's if you're being supported, you kind of have to ask the household, hey, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, our adult child has never had you know, those issues with holidays and stuff. But for a lot of people, they will, their kids will buck back. You know, ours doesn't. She's great. She likes to spend some time with us, which is nice. But, you know, she's going to school and things. So she's still home. And this is not a school you could go live at kind of thing. So, which is, again, fine. Mm -hmm. But have a lot of situations where maybe they're not in school and they're just choosing to live at home because Mm -hmm. of the current economic situation. And so, you know, you have to kind of, 
realize too that that's a totally different stage it is. than it is. launching a grown child right and that coaching yeah. era that you're talking yeah. about so and you have to be respectful like if i'm living in someone else's house i have to respect what their rules are and right. even if i'm an adult i mean if i've chosen to put myself in that house right. i have to respect what their rules are yeah. Agreed. Perfect. I like it. Awesome. Because those are good I boundaries love all too. Of that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For the grown child. Yeah. 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 So what if you've set these boundaries that you think are are good? And then as the relationship progresses, maybe you're still uncomfortable. Is it okay to adjust your boundaries? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is there a better way to do like how do you you know you you've set one expectation and then you're going to change it. Right. Right. Well, if you set something and you're realizing okay, it's not working. Like one I would ask the question, why do you want to change it? Is it because the other person's throwing so much of a fit that you feel like you have to give in? And is that really why you want to make a change or is there a different way to communicate it or to to follow through or to set a further boundary of we're done with the conversation, you know, if you keep pushing against me. Or as things transition, you know, you might say, you know what, I've decided I want to change this a little bit. And it's okay to just have a conversation and say, hey, this is how we've had it before. But, you know, I think it'd be a good idea if we made some changes. What do you think? Yeah. I like that. Okay. Oh, last one. This is a good one. This is a good one. This was a hard one. I think for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Does forgiveness also mean reconciliation? No. I agree. Yeah. And I, I actually, I have a, a chapter on forgiveness in the book. And it's funny because, and I say it in the very beginning of the chapter, I went to write that chapter and we go, nope, and moved on. Would write a different chapter and then go back and go, nope, not doing this one. And <laughs> it was such a hard one because forgiveness is is a really... One, it's tough to understand what it means because we've had so many wrong definitions out there of what it's supposed to mean. And people think, oh, if I forgive, that means I have to be back in relationship with them again. Sometimes that's the wrong thing. Like you, you're better off not being in relationship with somebody else. So no, forgiveness is your end of it. Like what releases you? from that person. It doesn't mean what they did was okay. It doesn't excuse anything. It doesn't mean they can come back in your life. It just means I want to be released from this and I'm doing my own process. And then I make the decision, do I want to be in relationship with you or not? And I might test it out. I might just say, I'll give you a little bit. One of the things I recommend to people, in some relationships, you'll see, like I'll I'll say somebody who's a borderline personality disorder or narcissistic personality disorder, sometimes they're very good at presenting themselves one way in public and then differently with you. So like behind the scenes, you get the rage, get all kinds of accusations, but then in public, they're just this wonderful, sweet person. So sometimes, you know, I'll make recommendations. Like if you really want to have a relationship with that person, make sure somebody's always with you. Yeah. Because then they're going to be on their best behavior and you're not going to be, you're not going to feel like you've been ambushed, you know? True. Great piece of advice right there. Yeah. I I mean, I'm pretty familiar with the narcissistic Mm -hmm. personality issues and those are very difficult to Mm -hmm. process through because you want so badly to be in a relationship with this person and they just don't see that anything that they do or don't do. Right is their fault and so it's really hard because they don't have the ability to oh that empathetic 
oh, that really hurts them right. and I should change my behavior. Yeah. They just don't have that. No, they don't. And so it's very, very difficult to not want to make excuses for them. Mm-hmm. Kind of like my autistic son. I know that he always wants to scream because that's good for his vestibular yeah. things. But it's so <laughs> bad for my, yes. you know, sanity. Yes. You know, and so I'm trying to make excuses for him. But I know that this is not okay as a whole. Yeah. And so we have to work on that. But he's very good at trying mm-hmm. to adjust behavior when he can. And I know that a narcissist just wouldn't do that. Right. It's so hard, guys. If you're dealing with somebody who has a narcissistic behavior and they make you feel like it's all you. Yeah. That's what they do. Right. And that's a clue right there. You're not in a healthy relationship. Like if you're being blamed all the time, if you're walking Mm -hmm. away feeling like, okay, I don't know what happened. Am I the crazy one here? If you're, if they're telling you one thing and then doing something different, you know, if they're behaving one way with you and then different in front of other people, those are all clues that those are not healthy or dynamics. Or that they're acting different based on which um, friend group they're with. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're trying to yes. blend in chameleon into whoever they're spending time with. Right. Um, that's a huge implication yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super familiar with that one. <laughs> but uh, it's all, that's a, very, a really, really hard one, especially when you love the person and yeah. you want to to be in relationship and it's just not healthy. Yeah. 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 Family, like it's easy to say, okay, that friend is not for me and right. I'm just going to move, move on. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really but, hard when it's yeah, family. Yeah. But family, you know, especially if, if somebody is a Christian and they're trying to honor their parents, they get confused with what does that honoring mean? Does that mean I have to subject myself to what this person is doing to me? No, that's not what that means. It's how, we respond to them. It's how we talk about them to other people. But it doesn't mean we have to be that we have to put up with their abuse. Not at right. all. Yeah. No one in any way, shape, or form should be able to abuse you physically, emotionally, right, psychologically, any of it. And if anyone's telling you that to be a good Christian, you should do that, right. run from that person. Right. Yeah. Right. That is not no, that's not what the Bible says, y'all. <laughs> It's not at all. Very specifically, they talk about relationships in the Bible, and I wish I had thought to pull up some quotes here. Let's wrap this one up because it was so good. So if you want to hear more from Sherry, you're on social media, right? Mm -hmm. Are you on Instagram, I'm on Instagram. I am on Facebook, and I think it's just Sherry Orr Integrative Psychotherapy. My website is SherryOrr.com, S-H-E-R-I-O-R-R.com, and then links to my social media are on that as well cool we'll probably put your website on our show notes for everybody they can get your book on your website or on amazon they can get it on amazon i have i think there's a link like on my resources page on my website that i've got a little like a few videos and stuff that just talk about different things on there so perfect yeah perfect so we'll put the book link yeah and we'll put her website link remember the book's called i hate you which is awesome, and want you out of my life. (laughs) Well, and the subtitle is, or at least out of my head. Yes. Because that's where you get plagued. And and just to add to it, the book is meant to be interactive. So I have, at the end of every chapter, I have questions to really help you process Mm. through what was in the chapter itself. That is one of the things I loved about this book 
the most is because it really helped me process through what what I had just read and how it related to my story and the people in my life. Because again, I picked this up not knowing that I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I, I it helped me so much. So if you are listening to this, pick it up, read it. If you don't need it, someone you know does. Yeah. So definitely grab this book. Yeah, it's it's a it's going to be one of my reads this year. So yep. I'm going to try and figure out a way to audio it or make my husband read it to me. That's my next step <laughs> is to do the audio version. So that's on my to-do list. Awesome. Yes. I love it. Well, if you have one of those, I'll be one of your first listeners <laughs> okay. for sure. I always retain better oh, when yeah. it's read to me. Yeah. Otherwise, when I'm reading it, I have to read it like 17 times oh, just yeah. to process one sentence. Landon loves new books, though. My husband loves oh, nice. to read books. So he would get a lot he out would of this totally too. read this out loud to me. Yes, he would. <laughs> well, and I've had men read it and give me feedback on it. And when I went to it, the funny thing is when I went to write it, it was because I had a male friend reach out to me and ask. They had gone through a horrible divorce, a very, very toxic environment and was asking me, how do I get beyond this? Like I'm stuck here. We are years later and I'm stuck. And I started jotting down ideas to give him. And I was like, oh, this is lame. I got to give more detail. Mm -hmm. And so it just, I started giving more and it became a chapter and the more chapters. And I'm like, okay, here's a whole book. So that's awesome. (laughs) It's amazing. That is amazing. I love it. We literally could talk to her all night Mm -hmm. about all of these things, you guys. And I hope that you found value in today's episode. If you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like you need to create boundaries, it's okay to do so. We're going to give you permission right now to make that happen, guys. Mm -hmm. But if you need professional help outside of reading this book or outside of your own self, make sure to find that, please. If you are feeling stuck and you literally can't move through this on your own or with the help of this book or, or finding Sherry online and listening to some of her advice through reels and things like that, please find someone that can help you Mm -hmm. because it's, it's never worth being in this stuck. No, it's really, it's just not. It's too much power to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Take the power back. Do the things. If you liked this episode, if it resonated with you, if you know somebody who needs to hear it, make sure to share it, guys. Leave us a review. Subscribe to the show. Check out Sherry on her socials. And we are super grateful and thankful for you being here. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. That was super fun. All right, Chris or Sherry, who wants to pray for us? pray. Okay, cool. Sherry's going to close this out. (laughs) All right. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to speak to people and to share some encouragement and some wisdom with people. And I just pray for whoever's listening to this that if they're realizing they need to set some boundaries or they are really ruminating on something or feel stuck on something regarding a relationship, that they'll take that initiative and seek out some help, whether it's getting some resources online or finding a therapist that can help them, that you would just help give them that wisdom to be able to take that bold step and to move forward so that they don't have to stay stuck anymore. And I just pray for these ladies and the the ministry that you're doing with them and what they're sharing with everyone out there. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, right. friend. Yes, welcome. thank you for You're being welcome. here. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Hey, bestie. Bye.